Namaste, howlers, and welcome to another episode of Chip and Andy's Dope, Joe. I am Chip, he's Andy, uh, and uh, welcome to our dojo. What's up, Andy? Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little beat, Andy. <laughs> yeah, you've had a busy day. I, I've had a busy day. I literally got home 15 minutes ago, um, and we'll get into where I was. And I was up till four in the morning playing uh, Agents of Mayhem last night. So, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, gr- great game. If you get a chance, I highly recommend it. It's it's kind of like, uh, for some reason, I get a Crackdown vibe. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crap. Is it like Agents of Shoot? More like uh, the Secret Warriors. Okay. Oh, yeah. But um, it's like Crackdown meets uh, Saints Row. Mm, okay. The the last two. Mm. Specifically three, if uh, I was going to nail it down. Because uh, you, you're you a governmental agency or a, a an agency of enhanced beings and with various super moves. And it's fairly open-ended. And there's a lot of characters to recruit, a lot of squirrels to chase, and um, I'm and and it's uh, it's it's just hitting me right. It's been a while since I played nice. a game like this. A lot of shooting, a lot of shoot shoot, a lot of traversing the city, a lot of climbing buildings. Um, so far, so good. I'm I got a few hours in on it too. Cool. So, um, but yeah, so. Just got back from Terrificon, Andy. I f- I f- yeah, so, so so that's in Connecticut then, yeah? Yeah, it's in Connecticut. It's at Mohegan Sun. Um, we have two major comic book conventions now in the state. One in June called, I think, Kineticon or Comic Con, C-O-N-N. Mm. And then yep. this one's called... It's a pun. Yes. And then we have Terrificon. Um, they had, before they were a comic con too, but I think they, mm. they changed their name a couple of years ago. And this one's at Mohegan Sun. Um, Kinetic Con, uh, the one in June that I went to, uh, didn't have as big a names, didn't, um, wasn't as well organized and was a little cramped. That's the one where... Uh, we left for lunch, and to get back in, uh, the line was a mile and a half for re-entry. Yeah, stuff that. <laughs> yeah, it was, we come back after lunch, it's like, yeah, fuck this, uh, <laughs> and, and left. Um, fortunately, we had pretty much done everything we needed to do uh, inside uh, the con itself. Uh, hmm. Terrificon is a lot more uh, open and easy to get in and out. Um they know they know what they're doing, and uh, they have a decent area to do it in. Um, so you you don't. Other than a couple of times, I felt a little claustrophobic, and uh, when the crowd started to push in, um, I did okay. Um, it's a you know it's a it's a comic book video game TV movie convention here in Connecticut. Um, there were a few different uh, celebrities there. 
Um, you had uh, you had Taserface and um, Sean Gunn there today from Guardians. Okay. I didn't even bother going over and talking to them because I just didn't feel like it. Um, Burt Ward was there, the original Robin. Mm. Uh, Adam West was supposed to be there. There was supposed to be a cabaret with him tonight. Mm. And unfortunately, he passed uh, back in July. He actually passed uh, the day of Kinetic Con, the other convention. Right. <laughs> we found out there. Okay, yeah. Um, and then, um, so, I'm trying to think who else, you know, uh, yes, I'm bearing the lead. Um, there were, <laughs> uh, there was... What do they call her? Johnny Quick and from Flash was there. She's blonde. Early she was blonde today. Um, and oh, oh, Jesse, Jesse Quick. Jesse Quick, yes, right. Jesse Quick. I was like, who the hell is Johnny Quick? <laughs> Johnny Quick is the original gut one from the nineteen forties. Right. Okay. <laughs> and was the format the type. Yep. Yeah. The, format type. Yeah, but he was in the All-Star Squadron, and okay. I know him as Johnny Quick. So, yes, Jesse Quick and um, Mr. Terrific. Oh, okay. And I, from Otto. Yeah, and, you know, I've tried talking to these people before and trying to get them to come on our shows, and, you know, it's pointless. So I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not paying you $40 or $50 for a reach-around. No, it ain't happening. <laughs> However, well, if it was an actual reach-around, you know. Now, Jessica Henwick, I'll pay for a reach around, all right? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, very, uh, so today I got to meet Finn Jones, Iron Fist. Nice. And uh, Jessica Henwick, uh, Colleen Wing. The star of Iron Fist. The star of Iron Fist, yes, in my mind. Um she, uh, Finn basically took my money. Uh, he, he wasn't doing photos. He refused to ha- do selfies with people. Uh, he wasn't very chatty. He took my money, signed my, signed my, uh, Iron Fist, uh, soundtrack, hmm. uh, which is a 45, uh, and I'm going to put a picture up on our Facebook page. Uh, and there you go. I tried to, you know, I said, hey, you know, I do a podcast, we're featuring, we're doing, we're discussing uh, Iron Fist right now, we'd love to have you on, yeah, no, I don't do podcast. Oh, at least he said, at least he said no. He just went, uh. <laughs> at least he was straight. Like, he, Yeah, he was a tool. Um, the, you know, the worst ones are where they're like, yeah, yeah, totally, I'll do that, and then you, you like, give them the cards, and they, you just never hear from them. That's probably worse. You mean like everybody at Marvel that I've ever given our card to? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we and then we went and met Jessica Henwick, and she was very nice and friendly, and uh, th- thought it was cool that we had a podcast, and yeah, pretended to be interested, and said she would mm. uh, do. You know, basically, Marvel has them under strict lock and key. They they're mm. not allowed to go and do things. Um, in fact, uh, Jay Garrick uh, told me that. Uh, what's his name? I mean, the, he's oh he, yeah, the guy who did Flash. He goes, look, they don't let us. 
on uh, random podcasts because uh, if we ever said something, we'd get, you know, we could be in a lot of trouble. So, mm-hmm. you know, are we going to get any of these people on? Probably not. But I did reach out to her. I said, you know, we, we enjoyed the show. Um, and she, she was nice to talk to her. She took a picture with us and took my $70. And uh, uh, we put the picture up on our face on, on the, on the Agents of Shieldcast Facebook page. Nice. Does, now, I'm curious, like, who actually takes the money off you? Do you have it like directly to the star, or is there like an aide that takes it off you? There's usually somebody at the tables. I think I maybe I, I no I I handed it to the aide both times. Because hmm. I don't know. I just I would just be weird about giving them money. Be like, yeah, here's some money. Yeah. Sign this thing. I like, think I, I think because it goes through an aide, it's kind of I don't know. It's a bit less weird. Well, New York Comic Con, I think you don't even uh, go to them with uh, you don't you don't even give it to the aide. I think you do it at a ticket booth and you buy a ticket. Okay. So you know it's completely uh, clean. Mm. Um, but you know, and it's it's not fifty dollars and sign a couple of things. It's fifty dollars an autograph. Yeah, like per item. Per item, and yeah, mm. so I had this uh, soundtrack that I wanted signed, and when we bought the soundtrack, it came. If we bought all four soundtracks, we got a poster. So I brought the poster along. I was going to get that signed too, and I was like, mm. "It's going to cost me two hundred dollars to get uh, this signed." Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, thank you. So we just we just got the soundtrack signed. Colleen Wing had, hadn't seen it before, and said, wow, where'd you get this? This is awesome. I need to get a copy of this. And Finn Sullivan already had one. Finn Jones. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to screw up. Of course up he it. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah he's there. And I was like, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> I don't he care about this. Go he, away. He, he, he was about as charismatic as Danny Rand in Iron Fist. <laughs> It, you know, it, it's not it's not his acting. It's just who he is. He's a fucking cool. You know, I would say that he like from what you're saying, he sounds a lot less charismatic than he is as Danny Rand in Iron Fist. Yes, Danny Rand is more char- charismatic than Finn Jones. So, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> But but you got to meet them. I did get to meet them. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I guess I got to meet him. I saw the top of his head basically as he uh, just sat there and signed the thing and said thank you. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if he did. He shake my hand. He shook mine. He introduced himself. Uh, oh. Okay. I'm Diane. See, we had a pleasant exchange. I he was still a tool. Oh, it's you. You wanted him on your podcast. <laughs> Maybe that's what we went wrong, Chip. He's like, you're like, oh, I did a podcast. And he's like, great. Another one of these guys. Another, another yeah, one of these podcasting nice. assholes. <laughs> yeah. He probably hears that a lot. Like, he's probably fed up of it. <laughs> I do a podcast on your television show. Would you come on my show, please? <laughs> no, no podcasts. Go away. 
Okay. No, I, I, you know, I, I have my phone out. I, you know, with our Facebook page up, saying, "Hey, you know what? We're, you know, we do a podcast on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right now, we're mm. featuring your show. We would love to get you to come on." And no. <laughs> <laughs> so. <sighs> so yeah. Um, I don't know. I wasn't impressed by him. I was more impressed by Jessica Henwick. For obvious reasons, oh, well, but yeah, <laughs> because she's the star of Iron Fist. Like that's yeah, just the way it is. Yes, we're calling it Colleen Wing from now on. <laughs> Daughter of the Dragon. Yep. <laughs> and it was, I will say the way he, you know because uh, he signed it Finn, uh, to Chip and Diane Finn Jones and he put Iron Fist under it, and then she she signed her name Chip and Diane, hmm. her name. And she put wing under hers. I thought that because I, I didn't see that he had done that, but they put Iron Fist. But then she put wing, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So, uh, but yeah, so I got I got to meet them. Uh, did some retail therapy. Got some new artwork. I'm gonna put a uh, only one piece is Marvel, but uh, I'll put I'll put up our uh, Terrificon. Hall uh, after the show. I still got to photograph everything. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, you know, you know, it was a nice afternoon. Cool. I took a nap on the way home, so you know I'm kind of rested <laughs> for this. My my wife is wonderful. She drives us everywhere, and I get to nap and play <laughs> Puzzle Quest. So <laughs> nice. It's a pretty decent existence, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> So, uh, what else? So, yeah, um, did I, uh, I got a Hydra hockey sweater. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, um, and, uh, I'll, I'll put a picture of that up. A, cu- a couple of t-shirts. I don't need any more t-shirts, but a couple of them were decent. Um, and yeah, you know. Oh, I asked it. This, this, this place had, uh, really decent t-shirts and different t-shirts. And they hmm. had a great. I mean, they had Hellcat T-shirts. Okay. They cool. had Absorbing Man. They had Ant Man. Uh, they had Thanos. They didn't have Thanos in my size. Um, they had uh, a couple Jessica Jones ones. So I had asked, "Do you have Howard the Duck?" No, no Howard. Not good enough. Sad panda. Two out of ten. They they had some. I mean, they had some really obscure Marvel villain uh, who who like has a eyeball for a helmet, and I can't remember his name. I don't know who that is. Nope, that doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, I mean, it's it wasn't Mysterio, but I don't know who the hell Hmm. it was. But uh, um. I was like, well, you have him. Where the fuck's the Howard t-shirt? <laughs> so, um, like I said, I got some artwork, a couple t-shirts. My wife picked up a couple Funko Pops. Yeah, that's about it. And we ran into a good friend of mine. So, But, yeah, so uh, that that was my day today. Um, keep an eye on the Facebook page. And remember, we have a contest going. Mm, we do. We have two contests going. 
Uh, we have uh, first guess the name of our new Defenders podcast that we will be doing probably in September. And uh, then guess, or no, uh, we are taking suggestions for intro and or outro music for our Defenders podcast. And if we use your suggestion for uh, the outro music, or you can guess the name of our new Defenders podcast, uh, you win a box of crap. But you have to post over on our Facebook page. So uh, check that out. And and then you'll see a, uh, let's see, yesterday I put up the new uh, Marvel Collector's Core box came in. That's right, I saw that. I, I, what was it, the first appearances one? It's the Avengers, yeah, first appearance. Um, there, was a Vision, there was a Vision Funko Pop. There was an original Iron Man Funko Pop. Uh, there was a Hulk t-shirt. And I think there was a Captain America pin and some type of patch or something. Hmm. Do, do you know what I was a bit surprised about? Like they seem to be more focusing on the first appearances of the characters rather than their first appearance, like together as the Avengers. Yeah. Well, I think the the Vision says first appearance Avengers fifty seven or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like it's not like I thought it was going to be like the first appearance of the Avengers together, like uh, like Avengers number one sort of mm. thing. But it wasn't because I've got like a, I've got like a box set that's like, uh, it's like a limited edition box set that's like the the figures, like mm. uh, action figures of the the first appearance of Angels, and it's got like Ant Man and Wasp and, and Giant Man and that in it, um, and it's like the whole lineup. And I thought it was gonna be something like that, and yeah, it's just more more Marvel stuff. Yeah, more Marvel stuff. Just what I need. <laughs> So, um, all right. I guess we need. Uh, I guess we need some news. We got a bunch of it. Yeah, I, th- I think most of it comes comes from over Twitter. But I want to do mention one thing first about the Marvels Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tickets are now available to buy in the UK. Okay, cool. And it took to me a little bit of digging around to find it. But the tickets are available to buy, and it does launch like worldwide same day. So it all it's coming out on the first of September over here as well. Um, hopefully, I'll go. And, uh, hopefully, I'll get to see it that weekend. Probably not on the first, but like on the second or third that weekend, I'll get to go and see it. Um, it is at IMAX, but it's not in three D. I don't know if it's three D over over your way, but it's only two D over here. I'll, ch- I'll check while we're talking tonight. I haven't gone over to Fandango yet. Um. I know they reduced <clears throat> IMAX re- reduced the the run. Yeah, they, they've shortened it a bit. So if you want, if you do want to see it in the cinema, you're going to need to go like pretty early. I'd say, uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's only on for a week over here by the looks of it. Uh, first to the seventh, it's on, and then that's it, gone. But uh, runtime seventy seven minutes, so that's like. Two feature, two like long episodes, really. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, and the the other thing is, uh, they they haven't announced the uh, the rating for it over here yet. Have they announced it over there? 
I'm looking it up on Fandango as as we talk here. Because, like, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be, like, suitable for me to take the Wii one to. Because, like, it's a Marvel thing in cinema. Well, like, it's... You, generally, I'll take her. It's a Friday... Yeah, I'm not even seeing it here yet. Um, I'm going to have to do this a different way. Um, it's... Well, I mean, it's... A, it's when it When it airs, it's going to air... Um, I'm sorry, I'm talking and trying to navigate <laughs> no, this at the same time. Uh, it, it airs on a, on, uh, what the hell? Weird. F- Fandango uh, goes uh, Tuesday, August 29th, Wednesday, August 30th, Thursday, August 31st, and then skips till Sunday, September 3rd. Wheels. Maybe it's like a, I don't. Know. Well, I mean, it's supposed to come out on the September first. <laughs> yeah, strange. yeah, that's very strange. Maybe it's sold out like on those days. No, well, no, I'm just pulling up the theater. Right. Not the, not the, and oh, it's, uh, it's, it, this theater is whack. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It, 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 it's the theater I want to go see it in. It, uh, they did this to me with either it was either I, I think it was the movie. Uh, while we went and saw Spider Man, I think it was the movie we were going to take. Uh, my mom was taking, or somebody was taking uh, my niece to. Uh, the tickets for Spider Man were available for pre pre order, but all the other movies in the theater still weren't listed. And that's what's mm, happening right. here. So they're they're oh, okay. not listening listing their labor. That's a long weekend for us, Labor Day weekend. Mm. So uh, they're not listing the movies yet. Yeah, I will see it. We will probably see it Saturday or Sunday because we got we got to get our tickets quick because they're going to sell out. Now, no, they aren't. Um, no, 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 I don't think no. they're all going to sell out. To be honest. <laughs> Um, but 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 it is a limited run, so like if you do want to see it in, in IMAX, which is I mean it's been shot specifically for IMAX, so I would I would say it's probably worth going to see in IMAX, just to see what it what is different about like in the uh, in the theater to the TV show because they said they're going to be like a couple of changes and things like that to the episode when they're on TV. Right, and 70, 70, 77 minutes is what uh, thirty. Five thirty, about thirty-three minutes uh, an episode. So, uh, and I think broadcast TV is forty-two minutes per episode, something around there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's wheels, yeah. So, well, that's where the extra seven minutes are coming from. Mm, yep, yep. Because uh, you know, because when it does hit TV, uh, they're going to add probably about uh, fourteen minutes to the movie. Or ten minutes to the movie, um, five each. That would get you up to forty-two. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, yeah, I want to, I want to see it. Uh, I really, I mean, I wish. I, I mean, I want it to do well. I want Marvel to do well on television because uh, they haven't been as successful as DC has been on TV. 
Hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, you have Agents of Shield, and that's about it. Well, okay, we're good. We can. I, I know I'm going to get blasted on Twitter and Facebook again, but um, you know, you you have Shield. Uh, right now, you have Shield. You have the Netflix shows, which I don't consider broadcast TV. That's a subscription streaming service. It is not a major. No. It is a Netflix is its own beast, but it's not. Yeah. It's not a traditional network. Um, you have uh, this year. We're getting the gifted, which I'm already hearing iffy things about that. Um, and you have Legion, which is on an expanded basic cable channel. Am I missing anything right now? Um, not that it's on right now, no. There's obviously, there's a bunch coming, but... Right. Yeah, there's, uh, the ones on Freeform, which is another expanded basic channel. Hmm. But, I mean, if, uh, in America, the big three are ABC, NBC, and CBS. And then Fox, and then, uh, the CW. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm sure we've spoken about this quite a few times before, but, like, traditional cable is, it doesn't really matter anymore. Like, you can you can get an audience for these things wherever. Like, like over here, if S.H.I.E.L.D. was on Netflix, it would have a much bigger audience than it currently does languishing on, like, I think it's on E4 over here, mm-hmm. which is, like, one of the subsidiary, like, spin-off channels of one of the original five channels that we used to have over here and uh like it airs what i don't know three months behind (laughs) generally Um, but but yeah but yeah so like if i was watching it and in the uk as it aired i'd be waiting months to watch it which uh, i'm not gonna do no you know and i mean abc has uh had the foresight and is think you know forward thinking enough to say hey uh it does all right in its time slot and then it uh more than doubles its viewership in uh delayed viewing so Hmm. that that's why they continue to bring shield back but you know if they have a dud that's not good for the brand yeah, so like In- Inhumans is going to be on ABC, and like I, they did put out like a new kind of trailer for it this this week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like a heroes trailer or something like that, um, and basically they sh- showed very small snippets of each character in it. And yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the show looks all right apart from Medusa's hair. Like it just looks terrible. But supposedly they've been <laughs> like uh, they've been doing post production on her hair. <laughs> To try and make it look good, I don't think there's any way of making that look good. There's no way. Like they they've done something bad there when they've been shooting it, and it's it's unsavable. It'll be interesting. I mean, you know, one of the other uh, stories, and I think I even put it up in our Facebook thing. Uh, Pearl Mutter butted in. Of course. And uh, I'm pulling up our messaging thing. Uh, basically, told uh, the, the producer, you know, now the producer is 
Marvel under the bus saying, well, they tur- um, uh, saying Marvel told them to, to uh, do it chip, uh, cheap and quick. But I mean, you can see that you should be quick, you know, like specifically with the hair. Like I think Lockjaw looks fine, and like mm-hmm. he's entirely CGI. Um, and the other like CGI in the trailer looks fine as well. So I just, if, but I mean, like the way the hair is animated is just not good. If, you, if you're gonna have like that much hair animated, it has to be like absolutely well done. Like, get the fucking tress effects on, on the go, you know? Like, <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, it's not working for them. Certainly not on the trails. Maybe in the final final cuts it looks better, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm looking, uh, I will be there. I will be there the first weekend and I will suffer through all eight episodes. And if it's bad, it's bad. We get to crap on it. That could be fun. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really had to do that too much. No. I mean, even like, even season one of Shield, I mean, whilst we didn't enjoy the, the like opening half of it that much, like, we still enjoyed bits of it, and there was still, like, good things to talk about, and we didn't bash on it too much, I don't think. This is where this is where someone pulls out, like, quotes from us, being like, this is the worst show ever. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, we, we were very upbeat, hmm. I would say is the best way to put it, and, and we tried to put a positive spin on, and uh, we kept it positive, and for the most part... It wasn't horrible. It had its issues from time to time. And looking back, we can say, you know, some of this didn't work. Yeah, except for Agent Carr, which is probably the, the weakest of the of the shows so far that we've covered. Well, season two was hard. Season two of mm-hmm. uh, Agent Carter was a bit on the rough side. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and like, I think the only other thing we've really bashed on was like Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> when we did our when we did our uh, spoiler cast on that, because yeah. that was not a good movie. That was not a good movie. Yeah, yeah I guess it wasn't horrible. Just wait for the Spider-Man spoiler cast. <laughs> oh yes, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Hey, speaking of new shows and whatnot, is, uh, have you got a chance to watch any of the Defenders yet? Yes, I've watched one episode. Okay. Uh, just very light thoughts on it. Enjoy, enjoy it. It was a first episode. It kind of told us what everybody was up to for the last uh, six months, mm-hmm. and kind of gave some hints as to uh, what we can ex- uh, who's who and what's what, and we got a bunch of uh, you know we have a mystery. 
Um, okay. I, I kind of found it interesting. Well, I mean, I knew uh, Matt, uh, Sigourney Weaver was the big bad. We knew that. Mm. Yep. Uh, seeing who, and without spoiling anything, mm-hmm. who was bowing down to who, I found that interesting as well. Okay. Cool. Who, who, say say who no more. Was, say no was, more. <laughs> have you seen it? No, I have. I haven't watched it yet. I'm planning to start watching it on Sunday. Okay. Then so yeah, tomorrow. I will stop there. Um, yes, there was something uh, that was interesting, but yeah, we uh, we got out of work. Uh, you know, I got out of work, got home, had dinner, did a couple of errands. It was nine o'clock. Mm. Yep. So. Uh, <laughs> My wife is usually in, you know, goes to bed by 10. So we got one episode in, and that was about it. So, um, but yeah, it was, um, it's good. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and, and we'll get to cover that <laughs> once we finish this. Yes, once we finish this. Which is taking a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, Do you know know what? I'm enjoying watching it again. Yeah, me too. Um, But yeah, we did get a few tweets and things uh, for news. Oh my God, there's so many. Well, let's let's hit some of them. Uh, Let's see. Samuel L. Jackson says uh, that uh, Nick Fury isn't in uh, Infinity War and Avengers Four. That that seems I, odd. I thought they I thought they said he was in it. He must be in it. He's been in all the Avengers movies. And uh, and he was in uh, no. Oh, he was in Civil War, wasn't he? No, no, he was in. No, he wasn't. He's been in all the Avengers movies, though. Yes. Well, he has been in... Yeah, he's been in Avengers 1 and 2. And he was in Cap 1, Cap 2, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 1 as well. Yeah. His quote was, I wasn't in the superhero argument movie, Captain America Civil War. I'm not in 3 and Mm. 4. They're shooting them now. They haven't called me yet. They wouldn't let me go to the Black Pantherville, so it's kind of like, how are you going to make a Black Marvel movie and not let Nick Fury show up? Uh, well, I mean, I, I would assume that that's to do with the story, because like that story is, by the look of it, entirely set in Wakanda, mm. and Nick Fury's not in Wakanda, like especially if he's kicking about with Captain Marvel. Although that's like it's, I think the part of the movie that he'll be in is probably set in the past, so we don't know, really know where he is right now. Yeah, like no, where he, is he? What's he, he doing? Took off in the helicarrier, and nobody's seen him since. Give me the Nick Fury movie that I want. <laughs> Nick Fury and Coulson road trip. That's all I need. Um, other news. Yeah, you know I. You know, I don't know. May, you know, I always think of this as, hmm, maybe. Uh, you know, is is this a red herring? 
Is mm-hmm. he in it? Is he just, you know, being cagey? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's possible that he's shot something else that he doesn't know is in Avengers, and it actually is. Like, cause he, I mean, he could very well be like in the in the stinger, like for like mm. Captain Marvel, like it would be like a post credits for Captain Marvel. Yeah. All right. Other news. Uh, Daredevil season three starts filming in October. Yay! Nice. More Daredevil. Love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I can't wait to see season three, like, cause it looks like they're going to do the, uh, like, a storyline straight from the comic books, the one where Wilson Fisk discovers uh, Matt Murdock as Daredevil and just goes goes about trying to ruin his life. So that that's a really cool kind of spin on it. Yeah. Um, be very careful about what uh, Facebook in the next few days until you finish Defenders. Yes, of course. Naturally, um, people like people will have finished it by now and will be spoiling the shadow of it. So yeah, I already caught one thing that kind of spoiled something that happens, and I'm leaving it there. Um, and apparently, and then there was another thing that says it kind of teases what Daredevil season three will be about. I saw that there uh, was a new trailer put out for The Punisher as well, mm-hmm. and I've I've stayed clear of that because obviously we know like Punisher is in Defenders at some point, and like I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything from Defenders by watching that trailer because I assume that that trailer like basically drops at the end of Defenders like they did with the Luke Cage trailer at the end of Daredevil season two because it came out on the same day as Defenders so. Um, this article goes on, and who is this by? This is by the MCU Exchange, so we try to give credit when we know who we're reading. Um, it would be... They're thinking that uh, it will be... Oh, we're lost it here. I just lost it. I'm losing my goddamn mind. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Uh, we see it as this. Uh, Jessica Jones sometimes in the spring, Luke Cage in the summer, and Daredevil in the fall next year. Okay, nice. So three next year, then. That's cool. And then uh, Iron Fist is supposed to start uh, production in December with an estimated September end date. And they're saying that, um, you know, basically uh, it takes about, so basically it takes about eight or nine months, nine or, t- or, nine or ten months for these shows to film and get produced and ready to go. And then they sit on them for a month or two. Hmm. Um, hmm. Probably polishing things and whatnot. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, there's always a ton te- of test audiences and yeah. Test audiences and whatnot as well. And that uh, they're also talking that maybe they're going to start trimming these things down to 10 episodes. Which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, to be honest. Like, yeah. they could definitely have tightened up, like, certainly Luke Cage. Like, there was 
there was a couple of episodes in there that you could have trimmed right down to just the bare bones and pushed them into other episodes. Um, pro- probably with Jessica Jones as well, there's probably bits you could have trimmed that down to 10 episodes and I would say the same for Iron Fist. Daredevil was probably fine. The second season specifically was pretty much bang on for pacing. The first season was a little bit, was maybe a little bit slower, but uh, but the second season they got they got it down, so there was no need to trim any of that. Like, I would say all of that was pretty essential. I I can't comment on defenseless yet. Don't know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, how many episodes is it? Eight episodes, yeah, yeah. for Defenders. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can't see there being any, like, waffle, waffle in that because, like, you've only got eight episodes, so I would imagine that's pretty tight. Yeah, um, yeah, and the first one is a setup episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an article, a lot of these came from Tim Hernandez and James Warren, of course. Um, you know, whether or not Marvel, uh, will, will they cross over with the Avengers? They should. I mean, we've said this so many times that there is absolutely no reason in terms of storylines why they shouldn't, and like in terms uh, for the storyline, I think it would be massively beneficial, like for things like Civil War and whatnot, for them to pull these people in when they need extra bodies. Yeah. And like the actors are good actors. Like you know, until it's confirmed, mm. this is. I, I think we need to put this under the not news anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it comes up so often. Like somebody says something in an interview, and it's it's always like it's clickbait. It's not. Yeah, um, yeah, it's totally clickbait. Yeah, because I mean, they know that we'll click it and we'll we'll talk about it. But yeah, I mean, there's there comes a certain point where they need to like either shit or get off the pot with this one because they always say like, "Oh, there's no plans," but never say never. Like, just say never or say yes, it's happening. Well, soon. Yeah, I mean, they they need to sit down, uh, Faggy and. Uh... Jeff Loeb, mm. and hammer it out. We're doing yep. this. We're having this character come uh, join the Avengers. We're having this character appear in an episode of Daredevil. Hundred you know, percent. I mean, I mean, the cro- think of the cross promotion they could do with that. Like they could, they could double the ratings on the TV shows. Um, I mean, I don't know necessarily how much impact it would have on on the movies, but it would certainly get good positive buzz from like the from the fan base. And well, I it, agree. But it, I mean, it would have a massive boost for the TV show ratings. Well, you know, Fury only helped Shield a little bit in his appearances. Sif was interesting and a welcome addition, but you know. Uh, but until, you know, we have S.H.I.E.L.D. up against the Hulk or something like that, and, you know, uh, and I understand you, you have timelines and, you know, you have to uh, figure out where S.H.I.E.L.D. falls into the mythos. And I kind of consider S.H.I.E.L.D. the, you know, it's the show that uh, spans the time in between movies. 
Yep, hundred percent. I would say it's kind of like the is is the linchpin, and everyone else kind of <laughs> dances around it. I mean, I can't wait to do this Spider Man episode so that we can talk about how fucked up the timeline is now. But, <laughs> but, um, you know, could they do it? Yes, they could. Will they do it? There's, you know, unfortunately, there's contracts, there's uh, budgets. Um, you know, getting ScarJo or uh, or Iron Man or you know any of the Avengers, Helmsworth, uh, Evans to agree to do uh, a week on a mo- on a television show. Maybe they just don't want to do it. You can't force them to do it. No, I, I would I would agree with you, right? Except for the fact that, do you remember that dub smash thing that happened a couple of years ago, where they had Agents of Shield against Agent Carter? Yeah. Chris Evans like shot a bit for them. Like, and granted, it would be like only maybe a few minutes of his time, but like, if he's happy to do that, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to go on the bloody TV show. Yeah, but they're kind of doing that, you know, they're all hanging out at Comic-Con or something together and, you know, filming that on somebody, you know, uh, grabbing a camera and just uh, doing improv. It's not, uh, you know, a, you know, who knows, you know, Chris Evans was scheduled to be at that event. You know, Chris Evans is doing, you know... Uh, other movies than Marvel movies these days. So he shouldn't be. He's but... Captain America. He should do nothing else. <laughs> so I mean, yes, you have you have those scheduling issues to work out as well. But um, you know uh, this this quote, and I just want, just, and then we're burying this. Uh, it's uh, comes from uh, Sarandos, and I guess he's one of the big wigs over on the Netflix stuff. Uh, Netflix Ted Sarandos on the potential Defenders MCU crossover. It's always natural, and there's little subtle hints throughout the Marvel Universe and the Defenders Universe, but whether or not they'll become more explicit or not, we'll have to see. At the same time, if they're trying to... Well, Hmm. I mean, you know, Defenders is out. And Hmm. I would assume if... You know, maybe the responsible sites would uh, keep it under wraps, but some of the not so responsible sites, and you're in my friends that have already binged the show that we follow on Facebook, probably would have uh, blown this for us if, you know, Thor showed up in the Defenders finale or something. Mm. Yeah. So, um,. I think it's safe to assume that there's nothing like that in it. Because we would have heard, heard about it by now. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, let me see. There's This 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 seems uh, a little germane to our stuff. Marvel Runaways adds uh, Julian McMahon, a.k.a. Doctor Doom, a.k.a. Uh, I don't remember who he played on Nip Talk, but he played... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I like him. I think yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah, that's a good one. He'd be a he'd be a bad guy. He's uh, he's going to be uh, in the Runaways, and he's playing Jonah. We don't know mm-hmm. who he is or what his origin is. He's said to play a key role in the young character's rebellion against their parents. 
Okay, so maybe he's not the villain. Maybe he's like the the uh, old man hero type. Cool. But yeah, I I love Julian McMahon. Yeah, I, he's he's a good actor. He That's got a good wasted guy. as uh, Doctor Doom. He did. Yeah. They. I mean, that movie was good All in right. some ways and bad in so many other ways. But like, yeah, Doctor Doom. They did not go, do a good job with that <laughs> with his script or anything about him. By the way, uh, if you go over to uh, Read Pop, Pop Supply Company, uh, they're selling all the S- the San Diego Comic Con Marvel crap. The exclusives. Okay. Nice. Just FYI to people, uh, if uh, you're interested, they have a plush lockjaw. Hmm. Nice. And a Guardian's polo shirt. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a couple good uh, Thor buddy fight t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, I'll be uh, grabbing a couple of these uh, this evening. Um, all right. Let's see if there's anything else. Uh, apparently, the what they've extended one of the post-credit scenes in the Guardian's 2 uh, Blu-ray release. Okay, which which one is it? <laughs> I think it's the teenage group one. Okay, well, yeah. Because one apparently of the th- that throwaway ties, ones uh, features Star Lord having to chest. Marvel released an extended version of the postcards seen through their Twitter feed, featuring more Groot mouthing off to Star Lord. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there is an awesome version coming out at uh, Best Buy, and I didn't pre-order it because uh, if you ever listen to the B team, you can hear uh, Fred's tales of woe at Best Buy and his pre-order with steelbooks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, he gets fucked over almost on a weekly basis. every single time. Yeah. <laughs> I think he does it on purpose just to have a story. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I have an idea for a new uh, sitcom, Fred versus Best Buy. <laughs> that uh, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, because yeah. so, some of his stories are pretty funny. Some like of the them time are. he dropped his dropped his pants. <laughs> yes, he did drop his pants in the middle of a Best Buy once, and nobody noticed. <laughs> Which says, says a lot about Fred. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Fred. Uh, let's see. Um, anything else? I'm going to do... Uh, apparently, I guess the Defenders is the kickoff of Phase 2 to uh, the Netflix universe. Uh, okay, I, th- I thought it was more like the end of phase one, but okay, cool. That I'll be interested to see how that plays out. So that, so that means that Iron Fist was the end of phase one? That, that's weird. Well, okay, it's it's coming from Mr. No Personality himself, Vin Jones. Um, in an interview <laughs> with Digital Spy, Iron Fist star, uh, co-star, supporting actor Finn Jones, discussed how the <laughs> miniseries will mark the beginning of phase two for the Netflix corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hmm. Stating that Defenders feels like the end of Phase 1 and the beginning of another phase, oh. 
Joan teased uh, game-changing events in the upcoming series. Well, let's just say I, there I'm, are. No. Yeah, I'm not. No. I'm not going any <laughs> further. I mean, uh, I mean, we expect. I mean, at the end of each of their series, things have ended. Uh, you know, the 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 t- the script has been flipped every time. Hmm. Yep. And uh, so it is. You know. So yes, I expect things will change to an extent um but yeah i'm you know it, so yes we expect things will be different after the defenders does that mean that they uh, come back and uh, you know will you know there's still there's still no guarantee there's a season two of defenders but more than likely it will happen it's the same thing with anything on, on Netflix. Yeah. They they take a look at the ratings in the first like couple of weeks, and then they go, "Okay, cool, go for it." Or no, let's not do that again. Well, you, and uh, Diane used to. In fact, it just recently ended. I think we listened to the last episode uh, today. The IGN uh, Television uh, podcast. Okay. And uh, you know, basically Netflix gives you a second season almost automatically. Hmm. And then, Unless no one watches it. Yeah. I mean, it's very rare that you don't get a second season. Hmm. So. But. All right. Uh, and the last one, some, I'm, let's just get rid of the Twitters now so we don't forget them later. Stephen Elmy uh, chimed in. It's been a while since we've heard from him. Spoiler-free review, Defenders Episode 1, seriously intriguing. All the heroes and sidekicks are present. A really good start. I agree. Thanks. Um, There there was one other piece of Netflix news that I wanted to mention with regards to Jessica Jones Season 2. Yeah, I'm guessing it's a flashback, but go ahead. So yeah, uh, David Tennant is going to be returning as Kilgrave in uh, Season 2, which... Given the ending of season one is like uh, okay, how what? do you do that? How do you do that? Uh, but but yeah, I would guess it's either like flashbacks or like kind of like a hallucin- hallucination sort of thing, mm-hmm. or like you know you know that because because obviously he had control over, and there's probably still like a bit of him embedded in her brain somewhere. So it could be that whole thing of like, what would Kilgrave do, like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But that's interesting, and like David Tennant's a phenomenal actor, and he was brilliant as Kilgrave. So, oh yeah, I'm down. Nice, nice to see him come back. So, all right, news is over. Uh, our Marvel uh, activities of the week are over. I guess it's time to get into what I think is probably one of the best episodes. Uh, of the entire series, Iron Fist season, uh, episode six. Yeah, this was a good one. Um, so season one, episode six, which was called Immortal Emerges from Cave, which is a reference to the immortal Iron Fist, which is mm-hmm. Iron Fist, full full title. Um, and obviously it's a reference to him coming out from the cave where he was 
uh, given the power of the Iron Fist after defeating the dragon. What's the dragon called again? Um, I forget what his name is. But after defeating the dragon. It's a dragon, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so this episode kicks off with uh, two dudes chopping a pig carcass. Which, very, very graphically, to be honest. I was like, okay, we're going down this route. Graphically chopping up a pig carcass. Lovely. So these two dudes are, who, who I'm calling the uh, the pig carver twins. Uh, they are summoned by how a about, message. How about we call them Hack and Slash? Hack and Slash. And, uh, I like I like the pig carver twins. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they, they do look almost identical, these two guys. Yeah. Like uh, I would assume they're brothers, if not if not twins. Uh, so they are summoned by a message that it's time. They, they're called into action. Not quite clear for what, but we can assume it's something to do with the, the hand by the looks of it. Uh, there's also a lady spider scientist who gets summoned. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm like, okay, I don't know who she is. Or, or who these two pig carver guys are. Uh, and then, and now it's time for some karaoke. With uh, take on, this guy singing Take On Me. With the dead bodies all around him. He's badly singing it as well. Off key. That, well, that's, so, yeah, kar- that's that's karaoke for you. Well, well, you get good karaoke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this guy has uh, has killed a bunch of dudes with a katana. And he's also been summoned. Uh, we then see Danny remembering some of his teachings about how doubt leads to death. Uh, we find out that Danny's video of him apologising to that uh, the lady to do with the uh, the Rand plant causing her son to have cancer. That video has now had over four million hits. Hmm. Uh, the video of Danny has now had over oh, okay, four million yeah. hits. Yeah. Uh, and Joy's basically organised uh, like a crisis team to come in. Uh, to do like a risk assessment sort of meeting. Uh, Ward at this point though is completely fried. He is like really kind of gone off the edge a little bit here. He's starting to become a little bit unhinged. Uh, and Joy kind of notices this and he's like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm fine. I just uh, took too many muscle relaxants after uh, throwing out my back. Okay. <laughs> uh, and he does uh, he does throw, throw his pills as well. Puts them in the bin. So all his like pain pills and whatnot. Chucks them away. Uh, Ward then goes to see Danny, who tells him, and he tells him to basically be at the meeting. So that's with this crisis re- uh, crisis management type guy. And <clears throat> uh, However, Danny's like, no, I can't go there because I need to go and investigate all these warehouses. Look, we've got all these warehouses, which something dodgy might be going on in. Need to go and check them out. And Ward's like, right, Fine, but I'm going to come with you because otherwise you're not going to make this meeting. Like, he just knows that, that Danny just won't show up. Uh, we then get to see the, the Monastery Boy and an Aston Martin. Yeah. Which, he seems to he seems to have learned to drive absolutely fine. <laughs> uh, he does mention that he had the fastest donkey cart in Kunlun as well. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we also see uh, Radovan, who's the uh, the chemist guy who 
was stabbed in the last episode. Um, he is currently with uh, Claire and uh, Colleen at Colleen's place. Uh, he says he doesn't want to go to he doesn't want to go to hospital because he knows that if he goes to hospital, he'll get picked back up by the hand and be back with them. Um, and he also reckons that they will either kill him or kill his daughter. And he doesn't want either of those things to happen. But if he doesn't go to hospital, he's going to die. Because, like, whilst Claire is a very good nurse, she just doesn't have the facilities there to be able to treat him properly. I mean, she's been... She taped him up with a bloody duct tape and a credit card. Like... <laughs> Uh, so we then see Danny and Ward checking the warehouses. And after they've checked a few, they eventually find one of the warehouses has the uh, the truck that Danny busted out from the previous night with the severed head of the guard that he fought with in it, which obviously we saw at the very end of the last episode. Uh, we saw Madame Gao killing this guard. And she's chopped his head off and stuck it on a spike just for Danny to find. Um, upon seeing this, Ward shits his pants. <laughs> Which was quite hilarious. He's he's obviously not familiar with seeing death up close like this. And now inside the mouth of this guy, there is a message for Danny to go to this grand duel thing, and if basically if he wins, they'll meet his te- his terms. Uh, the duel begins at sundown, but he has to do this alone, and so he has to send Ward away. So he goes to he goes back to see Colleen and uh, and Claire, and he explains that he's never fought the hand before. <laughs> so Claire actually has more experience of fighting the hand than than Danny does. <laughs> and and he explains that he's the Iron Fist, and Claire asks him, "What the hell does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> He does say as well that he has been preparing his, uh, like basically prepping to fight the hand his whole life, and this is where he's meant to be. Now, back at the office, Ward looks completely frazzled again, and he's also pissed because his bin has been emptied. Oh dear, someone's been doing their job too well, and obviously all his drugs are gone. And he, go- he gets kind of mad at his assistant because the bin's been emptied. She's like, Well, like, I didn't empty your bin. Like, it was the cleaning people. Like, that's their job. Oh, they just- yes. You put it in the trash, you know, like, well, you know, you'd be annoyed if your bin got overflowing because that's what these executive types are like. So they've emptied your bin. Like, you shouldn't have put it in the bin if you didn't want to get rid of it. It's his own fault. Or he should have, like, took it immediately back out of the bin if he was just, like, making a gesture to Joy. (laughs) Uh, So we then see this uh, crisis meeting with this crisis management guy. Um, who's, who says that their uh, their dad Harold had this had this quote, which was a uh, find f- was it I, I, actually I can't remember if it was Harold or uh, or Wendell that said it, but um, find fruit in failure. That's a great like quote in it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, but he he does explain that they've uh, this video that Danny's had up has has had more views than that incredible green guy. Just say the fucking Hulk. Don't dance around it. Like, say, this video has more views than the Hulk. Why did they have to say that incredible green guy? I don't understand. Like, it's in the same universe. 
I don't know. I mean, it's, it's the Hulk. Yeah. The flag bearer, the incredible green guy. It's Captain America. Everyone knows it's fucking Captain America. And this is the Hulk. There's no need to dance around it. Just say Hulk. <laughs> it bugs me when they do these, re- these like, veiled references. Like, I mean, it's a cool reference. But I would just wish they would, like, reference the characters properly. I agree. I mean, I'm going to guess it's some type of licensing con- contract contractual thing. Yeah, yeah, I could I could maybe understand that with the Hulk, right? But Captain America, no. Absolutely not. Captain America is like he's Marvel. Yeah. Like fair enough Universal has like some hold over the Hulk, whatever. Maybe they'd have to pay them to mention, even mention the name. Okay, but Shield mentions Shield's mentioned the Hulk and Banner and all the rest of it. Different licensing deal. That's all I can tell. Bizarre. You. It's it's bizarre. It just it just bugs me. Um. Anyway, uh, Danny. Then. Uh, yeah. So basically, the the guy the guy says to them that the. Greatest thing to happen to the company, to Rand, was the day that Danny walked back through the door. Because, like, him coming back has boosted their public profile tenfold. And, okay, it's a it's probably a billion-dollar company anyway, but they're, like, on the map because because they're getting all this news coverage from Danny uh, coming back in and this whole fish-out-of-water thing. And... The fact that he's like come in and made these like almost humanitarian like calls with for the company mm-hmm. is probably good for the company, like in terms of like public opinion, because especially with the with the thing with the drug, like the 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 paper ran that story and that's massive positive press for the company. Although like Ward and whatnot isn't happy about it because it's going to lose them money. It's going to gain them uh, like a massive amount of like public opinion, uh, and probably the same with this, provided they handle it in the right way, which is what this guy's here to do. So I mean, I, I would say he's probably going to say, "Okay, just go settle with them, um, out of court, but get it done." And then it looks like Danny's went and said, "Okay, I'm sorry, blah blah blah," and there's some there's some money like get your son the treatment they needs, or as best he can. Like yes, it wasn't it wasn't Rand's fault, but we're helping you out anyway. Yeah, you know that's all the corporate bullshit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's all about public perception. For, I mean, that's the that's the best they can do out of this situation. Like, be a be a positive force. I think. Um, anyway, back to Danny, uh, who is focusing his energy, and he has a vision of total victory and nothing else. Defeat has no place in his mind, and doubt leads to death. And we also see Danny kind of talking to himself a little bit, or possibly hallucinate, hallucinating a monk, which is a bit weird. Now, that monk has a name. What's his name? Yeah, I lost it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> is it Master Ligon? It, it, it's the Thunderer. I I know. That. Oh, Ligon the Thunderer. Okay. Uh, I will. I lost. Uh, maybe it's in here. Hang on. It's it's Ligon the Thunderer then. Yeah, Lei Kong. Oh, Lei Kong. Okay. Lei Kong. 
which was his mentor and did appear in the comics. Yeah. So he's kind of like, he's remembering him or maybe channeling him or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so he also, uh, this guy kind of says, oh, a child touched by fire delivered from heaven to be our greatest warrior destined for victory. And this is obviously, there's obviously some sort of prophecy that surrounded Danny and they've kind of like put this upon him and you know how it goes, these prophecies. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, meanwhile, Radovan thinks that Colleen is Sabina, which is his daughter, and Colleen just kind of is uncomfortable with it, but kind of plays along. Um, and Colleen, at this point, does agree to that it's probably time to take him to the hospital because he's getting delirious and, yeah, he's basically going to die if they don't. So they, they need to take him in. Uh, Danny then goes to the uh, the location of the fight and finds a well. And he gives his terms, and if he wins, he demands that the Hand relinquish Sabina and depart from Rand entirely. And then we see Madame Gow enter. I'm like, here we go. We're going to get to see Danny fight Madame Gow. That's going to be an interesting fight. Because whilst Madame Gow does not look spry, like she can, she can fight. And she gives the hands terms, so if he loses but lives, he must remove himself from all of the dealings. Yeah. Uh, and they then have a... a sim- oh, and obviously, if he dies, then problem solved. Uh, they have a bit of a symbolic washing of their hands in the well, which, <laughs> which was weird. Um, and Danny announce- announces himself as Danny Rand, apprentice of Lagoon, champion of Kunlun and the, the, the two pig chopper guys are his opponents and they say that they aren't two, they are one and they sort of cut themselves and then draw a circle of blood um, if you die or fall outside you lose and then, we, and then we see the fight between Danny and these two guys which is a bit kind of unfair like for a duel to make him fight two people at once but okay uh, so he does kind of struggle at first to fight them because they're like they're coming at him from both sides and using their numbers advantage. But he then kind of remembers something that he's uh, that his uh, mentor had told him that he must be like a double edged sword. So he kind of he he kind of changes his fight style at that and sort of it's it's such a cool way that they did this fight. I don't, I don't know like uh, did you like this fight? Yeah, I did. Um, mm. It was... Well, I mean, first... I mean, these are the first real fights... Yeah. ...that we've had in the series. When you think about it. Um, so, yes, did I did I like the fight? Um, yeah, and it was interesting because it was too very... Uh, the neat thing about all three of these fights is uh, that they were all very different styles. Absolutely, yep. And uh, get, see, and I mean, not o- this one, not only is it two-on-one, it's also, um, it's also, uh, I mean, you have the, the, the circle that you can't uh, leave. Yes. And so I thought uh, it was pretty challenging for Danny. 
Yeah, and, and I mean, like, they, they were kind of getting the upper hand on him at first, and then he kind of channels himself and starts to do this kind of double-edged sword thing, which which was awesome, because he's like, you see him, like, blocking with one hand and then attacking with the other hand, the other guy, uh, which was very cool to see. It was really well, like, uh, choreographed as well. And, and, yeah, like you said, I think it's the first time we've actually seen some kind of challenge to him, because the other people that he's been fighting have just been, like, goons, essentially. That he's just yeah. taken out, no problem. I, I did kind of like uh, the fight with um, uh, what you call it uh, with the with the goons. The when he, mm. when uh, when not Colleen when uh, Meacham was taken. Okay. Yep. Yep. The hatchet man. Yes. I mean, I thought, I thought that was, that was decent. Cool. I thought that was a de- mm. uh, pretty decent uh, choreographed uh, fight, and uh, I so I thought that one was uh, worthwhile. But mm. you know, th- I mean, this was this was a fight, and uh, it got to show off Danny's. I mean, while we see him take on, uh, you know. 10, 10 goons uh, of one of the one of the gangs. Here it was two trained fighters against Danny in uh, you know in the octagon. To, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I kind of um, dug that. Hmm. So these guys kind of try and, and like poke some fun at him, and they say that the real Iron Fist would never leave his post. Uh, this would make him unworthy. <laughs> Uh, but he says that like his purpose is to destroy the hand, and like these guys are the hand, effectively. So he, he does eventually manage to knock one of the guys outside of the ring and like knock him out, uh, and he breaks the other guy's hand, uh, which eventually makes him yield. He kind of guy kind of like crawls out of the ring, <laughs> like nope, fuck this, I'm out of here. Uh, so yeah, Danny wins the first battle. Uh, now back. Uh, with Claire and Colleen, uh, they take Radovan to the hospital and they use Claire's connections to fast track him, basically get him seen fast and kind of kind of off the books, sort of. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now we then see Madame Gao leading Danny to the next challenge, who's the sort of spider lady, and she she <laughs> this is a really weird fight. This really very strange because. It's not really a fight. <laughs> it's more of a battle of wills almost. So she like he 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 expects her to like attack him in like a traditional like fight sort of way, but she ends up like kissing him instead. She was and very she, seductive. Very seductive, yes. Yeah. So she she gets close to him and manages to kiss him and uh, and then poisons him with like singing spider venom. And she stings him over and over and over again with these little, like, needles. So she she seems to have them, like, I don't know, under her fingernails or something like that. She can fire them at him somehow. Um, it was not quite clear <laughs> where these needles are coming from, but, like, she's firing needles and needles and needles at him and keeps stinging him and giving him more poison. Uh, and he sees the, the monk again uh, telling him to, to banish the grief that he has for his parents and to reject or accept the darkness and that his his choice reveals who he is and so this goes on for a few minutes and eventually he like 
he summons his chi and like kicks off the the poison enough to like jump up and knock knock this spider lady out. Um, to, what did you think of this fight? Or non-fight? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think of it as a fight. I, it was a fight of the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, mm-hmm. this is more uh, of a mental, spiritual fight, I think. And uh, more, yeah, I mean, it's more like Danny's Danny's in a struggle, I would say, than, yeah. than anything else. I mean, this lady just like went, "Okay, there you go, like battle your demons." And then he went, okay, struggled with it for a minute, and then went, okay, fuck this, I've got it, and then just knocks her out. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting, though, because it's like very, very different from the last, if not not challenge, let's say challenge. Very different from the last challenge. Now, it was mentioned as a duel. <laughs> I wouldn't say either of these fights were a duel so far. No. Because a duel is more like, yeah, you're equally matched, and Generally, without a weapon, if if you need it. Although he is the living weapon. Uh, anyway, meanwhile, <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, uh, Ward uh, Ward hallucinates the uh, the dead guy's he- head on the table, and he poops his pants again and leaves the crisis management uh, meeting. Uh, the crisis dude has prepared a, a statement for Danny to to have a look at, and I don't think we get to see it in this episode, but. Uh, Ward calls his doctor to try and get some pills but he gets denied so he goes to a free clinic instead um, but he knows that well they're not just going to hand out pills to him for no reason so he decides that the best thing for him to do would be to pulverise his hand in his car door yeah ow ow uh, and we've seen car doors smashing on things mm. before in the Netflix universe like yeah. If you remember Kingpin, yeah. smashed a dude's head in. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, this guy did it himself just to get pills. Was like, okay, this this guy's really, really gone off the edge here. Like, from going from like the suave sort of businessman that we saw in episode one to like this, like really broken, nervous man, absolutely dying for pills. Um, by episode six was quite a kind of turn around and like he's fell off a cliff almost yeah he's completely lost it yeah so he he want, he goes in and uh, basically says oh I just need some pills like for the pain for his hand uh, and obviously but there's a proper protocol and like pecking order to this so he has to fill out a form and go through all the relevant paperwork and all that sort of stuff that you, you would have to go through um, in, in any hospital and and he doesn't want to wait around for that because he's a rich guy and he just wants to bribe the nurse. And when he tries to do this, he basically just gets thrown out. Um, Joy does arrive at this point and, and sort of come, goes, okay, come with me. Come with me, brother. <laughs> I'll sort you out. Uh, meanwhile, Claire gets her friend at the hospital to check on Radovan. And we did see the... What was the lady's name again? The... The lady who was in uh, Daredevil season two, who was like Claire's boss, effectively, looking at the 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 larger lady. Can't remember her name. Claire's boss. Yeah, Claire's <laughs> boss. I don't remember. You her think name. I'm She's gonna remember, remember a minor character like that? 
Nope. <laughs> but but yeah, we did see her again, which is it, I think it's always cool when we have these characters do crossovers. Like I mean, we've spoken a few times about uh, the the policeman Brett uh, popping up in in Daredevil and and uh, it was I think it was Luke Cage he was in as well, or was it Jessica Jones? I can't, I can't remember. But anyway, who? Uh, the policeman Brett. Hasn't he been in everything? Uh, I mean, he wasn't. He hasn't been in this, not so far anyway. Well, I mean, I think he's been in Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and uh... and Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. I think he was. Yeah. Okay, but he's look, one of but the like recurring I like character, one yeah. of the recurring minor characters. I, I like it when they do that because it reminds you that like this is a relatively smallish neighborhood that they that they are existing in, and the chances are that they would come across these people uh, in the, like different times in each each person would like bump into these people. So it's cool that like when they go back to the hospital, this lady's there because they could have just not bothered with that and just got randoms in. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, she's, she's there. Um, so they check on Radovan and they find out that he never got, uh, he never got to an OR. <laughs> so essentially the hand kidnapped him <laughs> on his way to the, to the, uh, operating room. Now, Colleen and Claire give chase, and uh, Colleen breaks a fake orderly's hand. Yeah. As you do. Uh, Claire gets to say, sweet Christmas, <laughs> and uh, and smashes an ambulance driver in the face with, uh, I think it was a fire extinguisher, if I remember rightly. And, and she opens up the ambulance, and it's empty. It was a decoy. I thought this was cool. Because I thought they had yeah. it, and it was like, oh, the hand pulled one over on him. Yeah, because, I mean, you, we saw, like, Radovan on on a gurney, like, being taken out by these fake orderlies in an elevator, and it looked like they loaded him into an ambulance and were about to drive off, and Claire got to the ambulance in time to save him, and he wasn't there. Like, ah, oh, bait and switch. Bastards. Well played. So, yeah, they've, yeah, fair play to the hand. Like, that was that was a good one. Didn't expect that. Uh, now back at the back at this duel, uh, we hear the I think it's the monk says to him, uh, "Are are you willing to kill Danny Rand so that the Iron Fist might live?" And we see Danny facing the uh, the final challenge, who is the bad karaoke killer. And I, while you've been talking, I've been looking up these uh, references here, so mm-hmm. we'll get to them when you out in a second. Okay. Uh, so basically, they, this guy tries to insult him as well, and he, he says, "Oh, childish insults are getting tiring. It's like you all trained on the same playground." Now, I think that's interesting to to note that he notices that mm-hmm. because it will come back to play later on in the series. Um, now we then see the the fight between Danny and this this bad karaoke guy, and the the guy offers him like because he's got a bunch of weapons on a rack, so he offers like Danny. Oh, go and choose a weapon. And Danny's like, no, I am the weapon. I am the weapon. <laughs> You're like, okay, fair enough. Um, and th- this was, this was the, like, this was not a bad fight. I, I actually preferred probably the first fight against the two guys. Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit more memorable. This one, like, I would struggle to really remember anything that happened in it, to be honest. Because it, it's, it's all right, but, like, I didn't feel that Danny was under any threat at all at any point. Yeah. 
And, and basically, eventually, he like he uses the iron fist to smash the guy's weapon and then knock him out, and wins. <laughs> With I would say consummate ease, really. I don't think the guy did manage to cut him, but. Well, I think. I guess the, I mean I guess the way to look at it is, uh, he he's not only fighting, uh, the hands of henchmen or uh, content, you know the, their challengers here. He's mm-hmm. also fighting. He, he's got a fight of the mind going on as well. Yep. Yeah, because I mean he is still kind of suffering from the the poison. I would say a little bit. Mm-hmm. Certainly when he enters this fight, anyway. Um, now at this point, uh, Madam Gao got, got a lot going on in his head too. Oh, hundred percent, yeah. Uh, now, at this point, uh, Madam Gao enters and threatens Sabina. Uh, if if Danny does strike down the the bad karaoke killer, she will kill Sabina. However, if he withdraws, she will spare her. And I think she did this more to see like what Danny was all about than anything else. To see if he was really like prepared to try and destroy the hand, because I mean that was, that's the mm-hmm. purpose of the Iron Fist. Like so, if uh, if if he was like, if he was the true Iron Fist, then he would strike the guy down and not care about this this girl. But he does withdraw. He goes, okay, well, sorry, I withdraw because he doesn't want to see Sabina killed mm-hmm. and. So Sabina is spared, and Madame Gao says that uh, it's not like the other Iron Fist that he, that she's met. So she has met an Iron Fist before, which I I personally believe it would have been his as uh, his dad because she did did say that she knew his father Wendell, and says that he could have used more honor. So I. And in the in the comic books, he uh, Wendell Rand was an Iron Fist in the he comic was. books. So I, I believe that that's that he was the Iron Fist at some point in this universe, and that Madame Gao knew him through that, which is quite interesting and like a nice little nod to the comic books and whatnot. Now they never confirm this in in the show, but I reckon that that's what this is. And she then kind of force pushes Danny away, which I was like, how the fuck did she do that? She literally like force pushed him like a Star Wars force push, like magic mm-hmm. pushed him away. Like, how did she do that? Is that one of the uh, what's her name the the Crane Mother's powers? I, I mean, it could be. I'm I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. Maybe she. Maybe it's like you know how um you know how you can get like an air cannon. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe it's like that sort of thing. She like condenses the air and sort of like fires it at him. So it's more like a martial arts thing rather than like a mystic, like a magic thing. Maybe it's kind of like that. I don't know. Because I mean, that's like a Doctor Strange move, like going boom, push you away. Well, I mean, one of the things that you know th- this is kind of causing some of the confusion. Is is she the crane mother or not? Because the name of the monks that saved him were from the order of the crane mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could have been, and then it was maybe outcast or something. I'm not sure, but I mean, we know that she's met Wendell, and assumedly, if he was an Iron Fist before, 
uh, Danny was, then he, he was in Kunlun, and he was of this order of the Crane Mother with the monks and whatnot as well. So, interesting. There's, uh, and I'm, I'm reading this from CBR.com. Uh, you know, the, the footage that, you know, we, we do see another Iron Fist in, uh, in an upcoming episode. And um, Danny does mention, or uh, Madame Gao does mention that she's met another Iron Fist. But uh, hmm. most people are thinking it's not Wendell Rand that she met, but Orson Randall. Okay. Which mm -hmm. is the Iron Fist we see in the old footage. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, so then uh, Danny and Sabina leave, uh, and obviously Danny's going to take Sabina back to, well, presumably, because he doesn't know that uh, the Radovan's been uh, abducted by the Hand yet, so he was taking her back to to Radovan, but he's now gone. And uh, that's the, the end of that one. All right. So first thing we need to, we, we've already uh, mentioned a couple of the Easter eggs in this episode, but mm -hmm. uh, the two brothers, I can't, I thought I had a reference to them, but I can't find it now. So uh, don't know exactly who they are, but uh, the spider lady, mm -hmm. it was one of the champions of heaven one of the other cities of heaven and is known as the bride of nine spiders. Okay. Cool. And, uh, the other, um, and, uh, <coughs> sorry. Um, and the, uh, karaoke singing assassin, uh, uh is known as Scythe. S C Y T H E E T H E. And he only appeared once, and that was in Marvel Premiere number 16 in 1974. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and was like the Scraping first... the battle. Yeah. And, and that was... Uh, that issue is significant as it... And once again, I'm reading from CBR. Uh, however, this issue is sign significant as it's detailed Iron Fist origin story for the first time and is the source of many elements of the show. Scythe okay. was a Kursawi Gama wielding mercenary that hunted Danny down to try and collect a $10,000 bounty that Harold Meacham had placed on his head. Nice. Of course. <laughs> so, so the, uh, at least those two are references to, uh, are based in the Marvel Universe. Nice. So, Andy... Overall, what'd you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really liked this episode. Uh, that that fight with him and the the two uh, pig carver guys mm -hmm. that that was probably like my my standout for this. It wasn't a great Colleen episode though. Not much Colleen in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. And you said it was your favorite episode of the show as well, and she didn't do anything in this one apart from break that one guy's hand, which yeah. was cool. Um. And, and it's I, I still think it's probably the tightest and well-written episode of the series. Mm -hmm. Things kind of get weird from here on out and a little choppy. Um, things aren't, uh, you know, they kind of jump a little bit. Uh, things 
aren't explained as well as they should be, I think, in some instances. Uh, there's a lot of logic leaps going forward. Um, Chew logic, yep. You know, so I think this is, the, you know, they could almost have ended the season here to an extent. Yeah, they could have possibly ended it. They only just gone straight into defenders. But um, but I don't think, I mean, you've not really seen Danny, like, fight any, like, big bads or anything like that. So you need to have him really come up against somebody. Mm, spoiler alert, but, but he yeah. doesn't fight any big bads. I mean, that's kind of the problem with the series. And, we'll, yeah. I mean, going forward, we're going to get into that. But, um, you know, it's, you know, this, I mean, we had three opponents for him. We had... Uh, Colleen and uh, what's her name, the night nurse, Claire, Claire, uh, dealing with uh, the the chemist, uh, and this this you know we we have a resolution of a storyline to an extent mm. on this one, and then um, yes, there are things that go forward, and yes, they are continuing to. Uh, you know, move a story, you know, the overall story forward. But this is probably almost the most significant episode of the series, I think, because we have resolute, we have conflict, we have resolution, we have a tight storyline. Um, you have some decent fights. Uh, you have some decent dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have references to obscure marvel characters you know we've checked all the boxes yep absolutely obscure cameos as well yep and so it's uh okay i i I like this one i you know it it showed promise for the series yeah and do you know what i think was kind of weird about this like and uh, and it It'll probably be evident, like the way that we've been speaking about the show so far as well, is that remember when the show first came out and like mm-hmm. the previews leading up to it, and everybody was like panning the first six episodes and saying that, oh, the like the first six episodes are not good and like not worth watching and that sort of stuff. I'd say they totally are. Like the first six episodes are great, and it's more kind of like after this the things start to like you say go a bit weird. It's a little, uh, it's a little slow. It's not the most interesting story. I mean, it's you know basically a corporate takeover. Um, yeah, but for the but first three really... or four, and then you got into yeah. this, and you know you're building something here. Yeah, but I mean they do some really interesting things with the characters, not really with with Danny. I mean he he's basically the same person as he is in episode one. Like he's not really changed at all. He's, just got the exact same mindset and the same goals and whatnot. He's okay. He's discovered the conspiracy and he wants to deal with it. Basically, the same douchebag that he was in episode one. Exactly. Yeah, but then you've got like you've got Colleen who's become like wrapped up in it. Who in episode one she's just like she's just the guy, just the uh, the dojo trainer person, Mm -hmm. and now and now she's got wrapped up in all of this and she's now she's become the daughter of the dragon and going to illegal fights and, and all that sort of stuff um and like really enjoying like kicking people's ass for mm-hmm. fun essentially um and then you've also got like ward who's the savvy businessman and now he's like a gibbering mess 
Yeah. So, like, you've actually got like there's good characters about and whatnot, and the characters are actually interesting to watch, with the exception of Danny, <laughs> which is possibly the problem with the show because he's like the title character, and he, he's although he's got cool powers and stuff like that. His actual character development is not that interesting to this point. Like we've like we've said a few times now, like Colleen is the star of the show here. Yeah. So. But yeah, but but yeah. So I did I did enjoy the the episode. It mm-hmm. Was was a good one. Yes. Th- this one and like the last one was is a good kind of like bookend to the to close out the first half of the season. Yeah, and. Um... The thing that's interesting and the thing that concerns me, um, just and this doesn't relate to Iron Fist as much, uh, is the same showrunner that did Iron Fist is r- the one that's doing Inhumans. Mm, okay. <laughs> interesting. Something to think about. Hmm. But um, overall, um, I like this episode. It 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 gave me hope going forward that you know, I, I mean, I had enjoyed the show up till this point, and this was mm. all right. Now now we're kicking it into overdrive. And to be fair, uh, that we have kicked it into overdrive. I mean, going forward, uh, you know, we we're getting. We're going to get some cool shit. Oh, absolutely. There, there's some, that is some really cool stuff coming up. And, you know, he goes from, you know, he, he's already taken control of Rand. Hmm. And we are going to see, uh, and we are going to see him become a hero, for lack of a better word, and uh, go on... Uh, missions or adventures, whatever you want to call them. And hmm. we, we're going to see more of, you know, uh, at, at, you know, at him as a Colleen's sidekick. Um, and, but at the, the same time, this is the, I would say this episode is the high point of the series. Hmm. Not to say that, I mean, it's just, like I said, it just kind of, well, we'll get into it when, when we hit all the, you know, when we, um, as we go. But uh, I absolutely thought uh, this was the best produced, written, and uh, enjoyable episode of the entire series. Mm, yep. I think I agree. <laughs> so, and I, I don't, you know, and I think that's something that uh, Netflix and Marvel need to work out. Maybe, you know, we've all we've always said these uh, these uh, series seem to be have just a little too much fluff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. I don't know if it should be twelve, eleven, ten. I mean, t- tell a tell tell a story, tell a story uh, that is concise um, and understandable. You know, this one, 
maybe you had to pick a different ending point. Maybe, uh, you know, this, uh, maybe this uh, season of Iron Fist should have been eight episodes. And then maybe you hmm. should have t- saved some of what you go into for for a second season. Possibly, yeah. Or do six and six? Six and eight, you know? Um, because I think uh, so, some of I, they spent so much time uh, on the buildup, and, you know, the, this was a great quote unquote ending. Hmm. You know, may, maybe seven and seven? Hmm. You know, could, could, because I think the back seven need uh there's a lot of jumps yeah do, do you think well no we'll save it yeah because we'll, we'll get we'll get into it when we talk about it yeah but yeah <coughs> this this was uh my favorite epi- episode of daughter of the dragon <laughs> so all right um uh, Andy, when you're not being a douche to your fans, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me trying to be a douche to Ali every week on 42 Level 1. Uh, we broadcast live on allgames.com every Tuesday, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. We talk about in TV shows, movies, and mainly video games. And you can find all our episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, as well as allgames.com archive. And you can find me Tuesday nights on allgames.com as well, 9 p.m. Eastern on the B-Team podcast with my co-host Fred, Ryan, uh, and Eli, where we discuss video games, TV, and tech, and some movies from time to time. Uh, Check it out. We have a good time there. Uh, I will be getting in-depth this week on uh, Agents of Mayhem. And you can also catch me Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, doing Knuckleballer Radio with Sean Freeman and Eli, where we discuss just about everything. Uh, we are in the process of rebooting the show, and we will be back August 31st on all games, nice. 9 p.m. Eastern. So, all right, Andy, uh, I guess we are done. And I don't care if your sidekick is a douchebag or not. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys.